Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Rebel. Vicious. But brilliant. You're with it. What's got around the back? And Richie Wood has done it again. The magic man has come up with another trick. Well, there's a chance to seal it. It's done. It's Georgie Kelly. Hello and welcome to New York Talk. This is the Rotherham United podcast. And I've got a feeling it could be another ref-heavy episode. We will limit it to this time because I can't be bothered to spend an hour complaining again. Um, but you all know what's coming. You all know. You all, you all have seen what happened on Saturday afternoon, so you'll, you'll, you get the gist. Um, just me and Mick tonight. Mick, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm all right, Paul. You? All right, thank you. Uh, Danny's put his family... Engagement before the podcast, which, as we all know, is very disappointing. Um, we all do an internal investigation type thing and uh, <laughs> see what comes of it. Uh, not good enough. <laughs> um, first of all, we want to say thank you to Athletic Green who continue to sponsor uh, these episodes. So thank you very much. So I thought we'd do it because we just sort of brush off and say thank you. Let people know exactly what Athletic Green do and and what they. Anybody's listening for sort of the first time. Basically, the AG1, which is Athletic Greens drink, is almost like an energy drink. Uh, It's all natural, uh, full of vitamins, about 75 vitamins in there. And essentially, you drink it first thing in the morning, and it makes you feel, it definitely does make you feel better. It's all natural. It's very, very very good for you. Um, Make anything else I've missed from that that, that that is important. Not really. It's important for me because it means I don't have to eat any fruit and veg, which is always a bonus, isn't it? <laughs> I, don't, I mean, I don't think I don't think it counts towards your five a day. I'm not convinced that that's in their marketing blurb. However, I don't think it is. <laughs> <laughs> I've read the ingredients. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, it's a cinnamon toast. We do Ben. Ben is not here, but Ben does highly recommend it as well. Um, and Athletic Green, to make it easier, are going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go to athleticgreens.com forward slash Rotherham and so that allows you to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Thank you very much, Athletic Green, who continue to sponsor us. We very much appreciate it. Um, let's see we've got with us. Steve Gunn is with us. YouTube user says, good evening, gentlemen. Robert again. Officials, Dyer. Yeah, Neil Liversidge says, hi all. 
Uh, he had to miss yesterday's game due to COVID. I hope you're feeling better. Neil, uh, Oliver Roberts with us, Paul Brock's with us, Phil Rawlinson, Chris Tether, uh, a few of the people that I've missed out as well. Thank you all for joining us. As I also said, we put something out today about people uh, trying to join the New York Talk team. We will be, after we've had a few uh, in, people come forward, we will be in contact with you. I put it out and then had about 15,000 things to deal with today. Uh, mm-hmm. So I haven't been back to anybody who has responded, but we have seen all the messages that everybody said so far. So we'll get back to you about that. Um, Mick, so we said like 10 minutes to talk about the referee or do you want to, do you just think you're going to need longer than that? Um, no, I, I, I thought about it. I, I, honestly and truthfully, and I know I, genuinely, I don't want to talk about him. I don't, no, not no, him. No. no, not him specifically. Just in general, I don't want to talk about it. And, I find it so frustrating, disappointing. You know, one of the things I, I thought about when we when we won promotion at the back end of last season was, yeah, it's great to get up into the championship, but we know what's coming. You know, um, and 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 it it hurts. It does. It genuinely hurts that we have to not just us, not just Rotherham United. Virtually, virtually every team in the in the championship have to put up with this week in week out. Um, it should have moved on by now. It really should have moved on. Like we should move on. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know what I mean? It, yeah. it, it, it just makes it so difficult. Don't it know. does, yeah. Um, let's talk about the key incident. Um, we don't want to. We're going to, we're, we're going to keep it short. Much more short tonight than we did in the Burnley game because I, we want to start giving positive messages and comments to the players because that's what they deserve after the last couple of performances. But let's talk about it briefly. Um, Phil Robinson mentioned the comments, three great performances in the last four games, only one point to show is a, is a tragedy. And look, must surely change. Ray Spendler, evening lads, we played two teams who were in the Premiership last season and match officials uh, took the points off us, essentially. Um, <laughs> yeah. So the key incident is the Cheog Benny f- dive, according to the, uh, Mr. Whitestone. Um yeah, uh, initial reaction, Mick. I mean, I'm sorry, actually, so I know your initial reaction. Uh, we're just <laughs> talking through your initial reaction when it first happened. We know Chio. I'm going to say we're going, we've got, we've got Chio hasn't got form for diving. He may have got form for going down softly at times, but he's not a diver, um, which made the decision to book him all the more crazy. I mean, the referee doesn't know that, obviously. That's the first thing to say. Um, he, he, he doesn't know whether or not who's a diver and who isn't a diver. Um, and, and, and to be fair to the referee, up to a point, he set his stall out very early in the game mm. where he wasn't giving any, any, anything realistically. You know, there were some blatant pushes by both teams. One, one in particular springs to mind by Wes Harding on a two-handed push in the back of a Norwich player that he just didn't give. Mm. Um, so he, 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 he clearly set his stall out to, to, to let the game flow if you like, for the want of a better term, and and put and put into practice the 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 edict that came down at the beginning of the season, you know, that it's a physical game and you know, yeah. so so on and so forth. But he didn't do it consistently. I know. And that and that's the issue. You know, if he's saying to us, well he was saying and he did say that that Chio Dove the, the, the thing that frustrated me more than anything else, and I, I was I was obviously you were sat with me, I was absolutely furious at the time when he didn't give it. But literally two minutes after the restart, 
right in front of us, with you know, literally right in front of us, there was exactly the same challenge by a Rotherham player on a Norwich player. Both players came together, shoulder to shoulder. The Norwich player went down, tangle of legs, exactly the same, and he gives it. Mm. And and, it, and it, 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 it was weird because it was literally the same challenge. It was almost exactly the same. And yet he gives it. Mm. And it's like, why can you not? It's, you've got to be consistent with these things. I mean, ultimately, that's a penalty. And, yeah. and, and I know people say, no, it's not. No, it's not. You know, he's, 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 they've gone shoulder to shoulder. Or he's, he's put his arm across him and he's, he's, he's gone down. He's, they, they, they tangle legs. Mm. And she was in front of with, with Chio in front. Now, it's a penalty. Every day of every week. Um, you can't really see it, I don't think, properly from the TV angle. But from the angle that the referee's at, at pitch level, and the angles that we've seen, certainly in Danny's vlog, it makes it perfectly clear that it's a penalty. However, what I would also say is, in the first half, um, Ollie Rathbone, hands in the air, Get, should have given away a penalty at the other end. That also wasn't given. Now, whether the, that was, you know, not the only caveat know. with the Oliver Athman was is it was very close. I know the arms up, but it was very, very close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but nevertheless, the arms up in the air. It's not in a natural position and all that. But you know, it, it, it's a very similar challenge to the one against that Woody gave Woody the penalty that Woody gave it where Coventry in the, the the way that the player's gone down. The reason why the player's gone down. And it's given the one at Coventry was a penalty, no question about it in my mind. Um, the one on Saturday was a penalty. But we don't get them, do we? We don't get them. And, and he's just compounded the issue by immediately. And I mean absolutely immediately. He's not given it any thought whatsoever. The, the moment, in fact, probably before Chio's even hit the ground, he's blown and pointed the other way. He couldn't wait to blow, could he? Could not he, wait to look at the diving. If, if, literally, Chio hadn't hit the floor before he'd, be, before he'd blown the point of the other way. Um, I, I, I can sort of understand why the referee might not give it as a penalty. Sort of. If, if I'm taking my brother Matt hat off and, be, and being, you know, looking at it, I can understand maybe why he's not, he's not giving a penalty. But one thing is obvious, that he's not a dive. He's yeah. not, he's, there's been an arm across him. At worst, at worst he's, been slightly, he's been nudged off balance. Now, if you don't think a nudge off balance is a foul, okay. But it's not a dive, is it? And that's not only, not only, is, it, only is it not a dive. It, it, if he gets in, if he gets away from that player, he's on goal. Yeah, you know, it, it's not as though it's not as though the ball's out of play already, and he's you know he's lost control of it and everything else. It, he's going to get a shot away. Yeah, it, it, it's a bizarre, bizarre decision, but it's just one of many that, that not only us, other teams also suffer. Um, and and I said it in the post match, and I'd, I'd, it's difficult these post match because I, you're still sort of hyped up and adrenaline's still flowing, and you're still uh, furious. But we, we 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 I pull these people to to, to, to pieces week after week. Um, but they are professional people; they are paid to do this job. It is their only job. They're trained. They're highly trained, or they should be highly trained. And it's a very, very, very difficult job. I fully accept it. No two challenges are exactly the same, despite what I've just said. But they're not. We know that they're not, don't we? You know? 
So it, there's got to be an element of of, of, of decision making in there. But you're doing it for a living, mm. and when you when it, when you consistently, blatantly get it wrong, I find it's it, it's it's bizarre. It really is bizarre that 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 these people are not taken to task about it. And if they are, they're not taken to task effectively because it doesn't improve. You know. If 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 you're not doing your job properly, you need mentoring. You need training. You need you need you need teaching how to do your job properly. You need more and more training, and it's not happening because it's the same thing week in week out, a complete and utter lack of consistency. And part of that is is down to the way that the rules, laws, whatever you want to call them, are interpreted as well. You know, because everybody can interpret them differently. We had a conversation yesterday about offside. You already did that, and it's like well. How is he offside if he's if he's not gone towards the ball? Well, he is this time, but last time when he did it, he weren't. And and it, nobody knows. Genuinely, nobody actually knows. It it would appear because you, you, you tend what you tend to do is take a decision or a series of decisions as a guide. Right, each time that happens, that's obviously how it. That's obviously what the rule is. If you, or that's what the interpretation of the the, the rule is going to be. And then and then all of a sudden it comes along and it's completely different. Yeah. It's it's just it's just wrong, it's just wrong, and and the issue is it affects clubs, and it affects club finances. You know, we we said it when we went down last last time out of the championship. Not only did our lack of firepower cost us a place in there, but also many 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 wrong, incorrect refereeing decisions also cost us our place in there. Because had those decisions gone the correct way and been and, and the, the the laws been implemented properly, we wouldn't have gone down. So it it, it needs to be addressed, and hopefully, when Howard Webb gets in charge, gets gets older, the PGML PGMOL, um, it, it, hopefully, we'll see some reform because it, it certainly needs that that in my view. And it's about training. It's about training. And clarity. It's, about true. it's also about transparency as well, which which we which we know is something that's key. There's an issue with refereeing. Somebody's put a comment here, just jokingly. You get more info, info from the Masons than the rest of KGB. The, the, the Paul Davis mentioned this in his article last week. Referee assessments are private. Mm. Now, I get that to a point. It's, you know, my my assessment at work. That, that's my assessment. I get that, but this is a slightly different industry, which have knock-on effects to people's livelihoods. As you mentioned, livelihoods at the football club, the finance of the football club, this, that, and the other. There needs to be a bit more transparency about that, about how decisions are made. Um, Matt Taylor's already complained, essentially, about referees laughing at him at the Coventry game and and things such as that. It doesn't feel like it's going in the right direction from a, from a refereeing point of view. Everything about it doesn't feel right at the minute. Um, you know, there should, there should, there should, there should be... Those questions should be put forward and given an answer to, and then next time there should be some sort of competence again, not the right word, but it's cons- it's consistent. It's two games in a row. We're getting shocking, shockingly bad decisions, and not just individual decisions. I think the referee had a poor game in general. Certainly, the second half he had a very poor game. Same with Lee Doughty the other night. Second mm-hmm. half, he certainly had a very it was it was poor. Um, yeah, I just don't, I don't I don't know what I don't know what the fix is. But we're not the only team that's been impacted on this. We're not, uh, you know, 
we can sit here all day and say little Rotherham. I do agree with that to a certain extent. But I've also seen some other terrible decisions, not only in the Championship, but in the Premier League at times. Um, don't know. I don't know what the way forward is to be honest with you, but it's 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 costing it's cost us it's cost us two points potentially. Yeah, yeah, it definitely has. There's, there's there's no there's no question about it. And 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 Matt Taylor is due a fine at any point. You get one, yeah. There's, there's no question that he will be getting a fine at some point. And and I mean that's that's it's 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 all Wellian, isn't it? It's next 1984. You know, you don't don't criticize the party or else you're you're punished. It, it, it doesn't. It, it's not right. It's not right. Um, but it, it, it is what it is, isn't it? You know, we. I don't. We, we're never going to change it. We can. We can all sit here and complain about it. And, and, and football supporters have all since 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 God were a lad of of, of complained and moaned about referees and 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 that's just that's how it has been. Um, but unfortunately, that the the. the um, the organisation that that that, uh, that that provides the officials don't help themselves either. You mm-hmm. know, they're they're very much a closed shop and very much sort of very insular and, and and don't want to or refuse to give any sort of explanation or thought process that goes into a decision for fear of criticism. And yet the criticism is worse because of that. Um, you know, at the end of the day, you know, if the, if the referee says at the end of that game, look, from my position, it looked like he dived. I didn't see enough contact to warrant a penalty. It looked like he dived. Yeah, we can st- we'd still be saying, well, no, we didn't. However, it gives you, a, it gives you, a, I don't know, it, it 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 helps supporters, it helps players, it helps managers to 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 reconcile what's happened a little bit. Because it's because it's open, it's honest, you know, and, and it feels by by being a closed shop and by not giving any sort of any sort of feedback whatsoever about anything leaves people open to the ridiculous suggestions of a corruption or mm. um, or incompetent or the, or the less ridiculous suggestions of incompetence. It, it, it just it just leaves you wide open. Um, which is the very thing that I, I think they're trying to stop by not telling anybody anything, you know? I, I don't know. I don't know whether that makes sense, but we, 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 this is going to continue to happen for the rest of this season. Mm. Um, there's nothing so sure as that. There will be many, many more um, decisions that go against us that shouldn't go against us. Oh, yeah. And, and at some stage, some stage, people say it balances itself out. In my experience of the last three visits to this this division, it has certainly not come anywhere anywhere close to balancing itself out. Not even close. Um, so we'll, we'll just have to wait and see how the rest of the season pans out. But we we also have to accept as supporters that. This is just going to continue, mm. and we have to we have to grow up. I'm saying that to myself as much as anybody else. <laughs> we have to grow up and accept it, but it is hard. Mm. Yeah, it is. Uh, let's go through some of the comments. Mark Gamble says, "Hey, lads, coming more prouder of the lads of the last couple of games, given everything and not anything to show for it. Only person worse than the ref on the pitch was the bugler at the start." 
Yeah, he's he out of tune. Preferably, if you watch the Derby Torquay game, the guy, the guy Bugle on that one was off tube after those times. It's tough. I, my understanding, and I've never tried it. I've never, obviously, never tried it. It's a really, really, really tough instrument to play. Mm. My understanding of of that. So it's it's a bit like bagpipes. You've got to accept it. It is what it is. <laughs> yeah, uh, beautifully, it was a minute silence for for the most. Yeah. it was in the seats anyway. Sort of noise in the concourse, which is unfortunate, uh, but. It is what it is. Um, David Lawton says, I think we we ha- we feel hard done by, but there's been multiple penalties not given across the Championship and yeah. the Premiership this weekend, rightly or wrongly, depending on which team you follow. That includes VAR, the Man City one. Lawton, <laughs> if seen that. Go and have a look, because that is bad. And that had VAR. Yeah, um, and, and there was another one, another two in the Forest game where the one that was given was clearly not a penalty. In a million years, it's not a penalty. And yet there was one a little bit later on with uh, the lad who used to play for um, United. can't remember his name. The Wolves. That's, no, the lad... The, 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 they brought him from Wolves. He played for United last season. Oh, Gibbs-White. Gibbs-White was where he was tripped. Clearly mm. tripped. Because he cut back inside. Not given. You know, it, it's bizarre. You've got it there on TV in front of you. How can you not give it? It just... And then and then the Bruyne, you know, I mean... Wow. Wow. Yeah. Um, a couple more comments. Jamie says, thought the pitch invader was Mick with the hats and the glasses. Uh, do we think that Norwich should have had a penalty with the Rathbone handball? Yeah, they pro- probably should with the Rathbone handball, to be honest with you. But I could, I can mention earlier, with the distance from the kick to the hand, I understand why that wasn't given. There's the sort of reasoning behind that one. But I can I can understand. Maybe I'm just running out of glasses in. again. I don't know. Uh, we obviously have to mention the throwing of stuff on the pitch and the idiot that ran on the pitch. Don't throw stuff on pitch. I know it's frustrating. I know it's angry. Matt Tiller mentioned this in his post-match about it being a boiling point. You can't be throwing stuff on pitch. Um, and there's questions on the stewarding with the guy that ran on the pitch and then was allowed to walk off the pitch very slowly. Uh, there's question marks on that, to be honest. From my point of view, the stewarding is be better than that. If we saw what happened last season. Um, with the guy that ran and hit the Accrington player, the student's got to be better than that. I know it's minimum wage job, and if I were them, I'd probably do exactly the same. But that's not quite good enough for me, unfortunately. Um, make anything you want to on those two incidents, probably move on. No way I gave myself into bother now. I'll, uh, I'll I'll keep my mouth shut on that. It's just stupid, isn't it? That's <laughs> more moronic, yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, Paul Brock says, can the club get fined for pitch invaders and not objects being thrown? Yes. And rightly so as well, to be honest with you. Um, anyway, let's move on. Let's move on to some more positive stuff. Ian Colclough with a very good comment that I like. So impressed with Matt Taylor. Yes. Our last two games have sort of shown it. I'm still game to an extent, Mick, with a foot with essentially a four in midfield, but we got a bit battered on that game. Um, but the four in midfield worked beautifully. We've been asking for Jamie Lindsay for weeks and weeks and weeks, and he worked really well. Even Rathbone ran down every single ball. It allowed... Ben Wiles to be much more positive yeah. and this is probably Ben Wiles, I know he scored on Wednesday this is one of Ben Wiles' best performances this season, he was at it for the full 90 uh, and he was a p- real positive spark throughout the game without having any real chances obviously but that midfield four probably is the way for him making the strikers to play alongside Tom Eves now but, um, but I was so impressed with that midfield four yesterday yeah, they're, yeah, they're outstanding. They're outstanding. It's great to see Jamie Lindsay back in squad. 
Um, he, he is a championship player. There's no doubt about it. I mean, he's, he's no, there's no, not, it's not, it's not as though he's got masses of flair about him. Um, but he, but he plays, he plays his better football at this level than he does um, at the level before. So, and Ben Wiles was 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 back on it. You know, he, he was absolutely back on it. So, if he can build on that, um, then hopefully, hopefully, uh, we'll we'll see the best of him. Um, that overall the performance, I've got absolutely zero complaints about it. None at all. I thought they were absolutely outstanding, uh, which which makes it all worse, doesn't it? You know, it makes it more difficult to take. Um, as, as Phil said earlier on, you know that, that, that we've, we've had four really, well, three really good performances out of the last four games, um, and, and got nothing out of it, and it's it's, it's undeserved, absolutely undeserved. So, it, but the positives are that that the the improvements that Matt Taylor is making um, to this squad, because we knew we we well, I I knew I felt right at the beginning of the season this is one of the strongest squads that we've had in this division. Um, and, and he's he's now looking to start to to, to build on that and, and and bring out the best in him, um, you know. And we looked we looked certainly in the first ten minutes we looked incredibly dangerous going forward. We really really did without actually cre- creating a clear cut chance. It, 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 it was going to come if if had we been able to to maintain it and and, and not concede, unfortunately. Um, so. Yeah, really impressed with him. Well, I'm a bit sort of disappointed in his, his his boiling point comment. I think that that's that's a bit of an ill thought out comment. That um, you know, because it kind of it it, it can be interpreted as making an excuse for stupid behaviour. Um, but but it, I mean, he's right. There's no doubt about it. He's right. Yeah. Um, but but the rest of him, the 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 rest, the way he speaks, incredibly impressive, really really impressive. Mm. I, I don't know if it's normal to sort of take to a manager this quickly. We've seen other managers uh, go to other football clubs and not necessarily be taken to straight away. Um, we've seen managers with history at certain football clubs and still not necessarily get a nice welcome. Mm. Everybody seems to have taken to Matt Taylor. There's not there's been very little question. You always get a few silly people. You know, tailor out and nonsense like yeah, yeah, yeah. But for the for the most part, everybody's taken to him, and I don't really remember it, there being such positivity straight away. We have Steve Evans. There was a lot of negativity to start with because it was Steve Evans. Andy Scott's honeymoon period didn't last very long. Previous manager was was a was a club legend, so he obviously got a bit of time in a disastrous season anyway. Um, you see, we seems to have been have taken to the fans very quickly, having had no history. And I suppose it's down to him, isn't it? I suppose or is it down to the players? I don't know. I think it's a bit of both, but 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 particularly down to him because he's he, he, he's so open and honest mm. in his in his, his interviews. You know, he's, he's very much like the previous manager um, in that he, he doesn't. He, you don't get the usual manager cliches. You know, yeah. oh, we'll go again. You know, we're back into training Thursday. We're we're, all, we're, all, we're only thinking about next game. I'll you don't get. Yeah, you don't get any of that nonsense. You get some actual content from him, um, and, and that's what fans want. And that's what I think. That's why fans can can kind of engage with him. Um, you know, it, yeah, it, he's, he's he's pushing all the right buttons at the moment. Absolutely pushing all the right buttons. So 
we knew that this run of games were always going to be tough. Mm. You know, so um, yeah, it, I'm, I'm impressed with him though. I'm impressed with the performances that the team are putting in. Mm. Two in a row, two good performances in a row for the first time as well, which is yeah, yeah. Uh, Essex more so. Sorry, we could, we were trying to get Alison Barr last on the instant reaction show yesterday, which was going out for tea. We'll try again a few. We will get Alison. Well, Alison, you need to you need to step up now. It's Christmas <laughs> special coming up, so expect you to be on. <laughs> Uh, John C, regardless of results, we are playing superb football. Ian Colcroft comes back with, we are playing some great stuff, safe as houses, if we keep playing that plot line nice. And Jalen Simpson says what I said. We've got two back-to-back performances as well, which is a good start. John Morell back with us. Got to, to, he says, not to turn performances into points, mind. Don't want to be one of those teams who play really well but don't have points on the board. That backs it up as performances will drop off if that's the case. I mean, that happened two years ago and we got relegated. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, you're right, John. You're right, you've na- nailed on the head. Um, and and, and then Birmingham, uh, Birmingham are turning it around, aren't they? You know, exactly. Birmingham were, were with us, you know, we us in Birmingham and, and, and a couple of others were dead certs for relegation at the beginning of this season. Birmingham have turned it around, they're getting their. Uh, they're getting their points on the board, however, I mean, I, I don't know who they played to be honest. I, I'm not, I know they played Burnley. Um, I don't know how many out of the top, the yeah. top, uh, top teams that they well, play. Nineteen games in now, so most of them. Yeah, I suppose. I suppose. Uh, but but our issue at the moment is just the quality of the opposition that we're playing. We, we, we're playing top five, aren't we? Essentially. Mm. Um, so once we get back into the mid-table teams, you would hope if we can continue to play the way we're, the way that we are, we'll start to put mm. some more points on board. But we're on twenty-one points, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which not is another not miles to halfway of where we need to be, and we we know we're near halfway through the season. So, yeah, well, not far off. We're four games away. Yeah, yeah. Two games after World Cup, we're halfway point. Um, so let's talk yeah. about another reason we lost the game yesterday was the substitutions. Now, this is obviously not in the past, in the last couple of games. People have criticised Matt Taylor for substitutions. You can't this time. Uh, there's nothing yeah. you can do. In terms of this, I mean, so the Connor Walsh just started. I had a really good start. I was, I was dead impressed with Connor Walsh to start with. He was so important. His movement and everything else was so good. He then gets injured, a knee injury. Um, Georgia comes on because I assume Chia wasn't ready to play a full game, to be honest with you. So I think George, I assume Georgia's come on in front of him 10 minutes later. <laughs> He's torn his hamstring by the sounds of it. Um, set pretty serious, according to Matt Taylor. So. <laughs> So then Gio has to come on. And that's all was that within half an hour or something like that. It, it was yeah, within yeah. no time. Um, and then we have to make a, an, another sub just after half time. Was there another injury? Am I right in saying there was another injury? Yeah, Grant Hall. Grant Hall then did his uh, knee, I think. I'm not sure whether it's a, not sure. Not sure. it. Paul Davis has tweeted out about that. But yeah, Grant Hall then has to come off uh, as well. So we're then sitting there on the 54th minute having to make all the substitutions mm. and having, well, having to use all our incidents um, of substitutions. Um, what can you do, Mick? When you're 2-1 down, which we were obviously were at the time, you want to bring an extra icon on the 70th minute or the 85th yeah. minute, something like that. He couldn't, he had to bring Tom Eves on on the 54th minute and he clearly didn't want to do that, but he had to do it then, otherwise it would have been never so, yeah. it, what can you do? Nothing, nothing. 
Uh, and, and, and in terms of the impact on the game, I don't think it had a, a massive impact on the game. Well, maybe it is. You'll never know, I guess. Yeah. You'll never know because, you know, when it, if we'd continue with with, um, with Connor Washington running Grant Hanley all over the pitch or... Um, or, or even um, or even Georgie running him all over the pitch, then it might have been a different game. But um, the, the the issue you've got when you bring Tom Eves on is you you bring it you you you're matching up like for like, you know, yeah. with 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 the likes of Grant Hanley. So you're never going to get anything out of that, um, unfortunately. Um, so the, 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 I think the, the the problem with it is is that is is moving forward over the next few games. It's a real real problem for us a real problem um because we've got nobody we've just got all we have got is is uh, is is Tom Eves that's oh, it well you say that don't you and, that, and, and we can come on nicely on doesn't it it does yeah it does um Chio obviously got moved out wide to right wing back Peter Kioso briefly just on Peter Kioso I was very happy to see him he was he was good he was very good very happy with him uh, he's very positive-minded, very, very strong. Um, mm. There's not much more to say on his performance. He's clearly getting fit. Getting fit. Um, yeah. Chio has always scored five goals this season, Mick, but that was one of the best impacts Chio's had all season. Every time he got the ball, their left wing back, well, he just cacked himself, didn't it? He? he just yeah, yeah. Didn't, he didn't want well, Chio to have the ball. It, well, he found him in the penalty area, is what he did. Um, yeah, but, but yeah, no, he didn't. He didn't. Sorry, anyway. Chio dived. Chio yeah. dived. Sorry, um, Chio was exceptional on that right hand side, and that's probably underpaying. Like, I thought it was. I thought it was brilliant on the, as a wing back. He is a wing back. A wing. It's, it's, a, it's as simple as that. He is a wing back. He's far more effective um, either as a wing back or as a front part of a front three. Mm. Um, he, he's not. Yeah, he's scoring goals and yeah, he can do the job up there, but it's it's more of a it's a fill in, it's a fill in up there rather than an actual striker. When you get him out wide with that ball, he just causes no end of trouble. Yeah, he's far far more effective uh, out wide, far more effective. Hmm. But well, that that uh, unfortunately, what what can we do now? You know, it, we, we've got no choice but to play him up front. Um, well, have we? We've got Tom Eves at minute. Well, we have, we have, but Tom, Tom, Tom Eves, with the greatest respect, I don't think he's going to get you the the, the goals. Um, I, th- I think, I don't know, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see whether he, whether he, I mean, he will get a run in the side now, so we're, we're just going to have to see how that how that pans out. But um, he's just going to get ragged ragged about everywhere. Nobody's going to get. He's never ever going to win a foul ever. No. Um, that that's just not going to happen. So. Well, yeah, but yeah, Chio for me out on that right hand side is just—he's electric, weren't he? Absolutely electric. Mm. And it didn't—it didn't water down Norton Cuffey. I thought Norton Cuffey on the left hand side. Well, again, he's been brilliant this season. Mm. I thought it was just as good on the left hand side. Uh, yeah, Max yeah. Aarons is was two years ago one of the highest rated right backs in Europe. Barcelona and Bayern Munich were interested in him. Yeah, yeah. and he just sort of schooled him um, from that point of view. So yeah, yeah. That's that. That's a positive. If we do need to play Chio on there, you can play Norton Cuffey on the left. There are questions about whether Arsenal want him to play on left wing back. And bear in mind that he is their player, um, and they can recall him in January. You've then got to be careful in what you do with Norton Cuffey. Mm. Um, but if Chio play, whenever Chio, if Chio's going to play like that, 
got you've got to play him out there, haven't you? You've just got yeah, to. I think so, yeah, um, I genuinely do. Yeah, I think I think that that is his position, uh, and he is exceptional at it. Yeah. Yeah, James, James says here, would you be tempted to put Chio back as wing back? Because he was insane. Yeah, well, Jamie, I completely agree. He was so, so good. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Um, it's, a, it's a headache now. We're, we're going to talk about the United game and the you know, seven players we've got left to pick from. <laughs> Six of them are central midfielders, I think. Um, yeah. We'll come on to that in a minute. Um, we have not really talked about uh, Oli Rathbone, Nick. And that's not fair of us, to be honest with you, 35 minutes <laughs> Um, it gets better and better, and he's, he's taken to the championship like a duck to water. He's kept Jimmy Lindsay out of the team, and that yeah, takes yeah. some doing, to be honest with you, because we all know how good Jimmy Lindsay is, is at this level. Having said that, Norwich City almost laid out the red carpet for him to score the first goal. They couldn't have wished for more space, could they, for that goal? Well, I mean, well, that was just that was dreadful defending. I mean, it was dreadful, awful defending, weren't it? Right. You know, just. Uh, for, for 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 defenders of the experience as well. I mean, uh, what did you think were going to happen? Yeah. You know, and you had so much time. You know, you backed off and backed off and backed off, stopped and then backed off again. Uh, it, was just, it just made no sense at all. And and, and to be fair, Chio Chio made a run which made it even more difficult for Rathbone. But we didn't bother that. We didn't take advantage of that. Just no. Yeah, after you, mate, have a shot. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I mean, it was good. It was a good run. Don't get me wrong, but the defending was just <laughs> shocking. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. There's always a worry that you can't play two similar players like that. I mean, you look at back in the England days of Gerard and Lampard. Two similar players didn't necessarily work. These are obviously very different players. They're mm. very energetic. Uh, they're very aggressive players. So there's always a question whether a you can play them together and B, whether you need to play them both together. But we've seen that, yeah, it works. It allowed Barlas for an extra bit of freedom. It allowed Wilesy so much more freedom. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. They start if, if they're fit, start on both every game because they are brilliant, Jim and Lindsay and the Rathbun. Yeah, and, and, and he, he, he went on to this 3-5-1-1 this um, mm. formation um, with Wilesy just in behind, whoever it was. The, the five thousand people who played up front yesterday, <laughs> um, and 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 that allows you that extra man in midfield, um, and and yeah, it, it's, it works really well. It works really really well. Um, it does give Dan Barlas, like you say, more time. Um, you were brilliant yesterday, and all. Yeah, it was outstanding again. Yeah, it was absolutely outstanding. It, it, it ran the show again. 
Um, ben Wiles was was excellent, like we said, and it, it, yeah, it, it, it is working. It is, there's no doubt it's working, um, but it, it presents us with a problem for Tuesday or Wednesday whenever we're playing. I don't know. Is it is it Tuesday? It's Tuesday, isn't it? Tuesday, yeah, Tuesday. Night. Um, simply because of the 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 lack of defenders we've now got, you know, um, mm. so that that's potentially an issue. I suspect we'll see. Well, we'll come on to we'll come on to. Uh, the, the United game shortly. So, but what what, what, what question? <laughs> just just Rathbone and Lindsay. Oh, well, the Rathbone, that was a question, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. yeah. Lindsay did one of them games where he was excellent again, but you don't really notice him. He just goes yeah. about and does his own thing. He's happy to put his head where it hurts, happy to put his foot where it hurts. Um, yeah. I feel with, with Jamie Lindsay, he, I, I, he's, he's very comfortable on the ball. Mm. Um, and, and I feel he's, he's more likely to pick out a pass in that central area than uh, than, than Ollie Rathbone is. Not yeah. much, but I think he is more likely. Um, so, so yeah, it's, it, I'll, I, it's, a, it's a really, really strong pairing for me. That yeah, uh, John Rell says, but I'm checking out the main, but Sheffield United got a really good midfield. Needs some ball winners to complete with Norwood and Fleck. It was that's what that's, that's the reason this formation came in is because of Burnley. Because of how good Burnley are in the centre of the pitch, and we just essentially stopped them playing through the middle. They had to do everything out wide because of the, the players that we had in the centre of the pitch. Same thing with Norwich yesterday; they couldn't really couldn't play through it. We were the ones playing the ball through the middle yesterday, weren't we? We were the ones playing the football um, against Norwich. Who was supposed to be one of the best footballing sides. Um, yeah. There's some lovely one-touch stuff. Some really, really nice, nice intricate passing moves. Um, and and yeah, it, it was it was just a, a, a damn good performance. Mm. They deserved more from the game. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. Jalen Simpson says the kids got uh, all got their autographs before the match. They told Ollie don't get that yellow card, and he didn't. That's the nineteenth <laughs> game. Um, so Ollie Rathbun has escaped a suspension. I think I've been wrong about this before. Um, as best as I can read the rules, he's he's now safe, uh, so he can get another six yellow cards between now and the end of the season without another suspension. Although there is a cut-off from 10 in there, which is about... No idea. Yeah. You can get five after 19. I think it's... I assume it's 10 after 38, which is two-match ban. And then 15. If you get 15, I think it's three games. (laughs) Um, But, you know, I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, Anyway. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Um, We've got another comment here from Paul, which we'll cover. Saw some people on social media... Saying we should drop Victor. <laughs> um, absolute nonsense. Thoughts. I mean, he didn't do it. He, he, uh, yeah, the only mistake I'm willing to give him is the Burnley one. The Burnley third goal. He could. He probably should have done better. Um, but he almost single-handedly, single-handedly won us the points against Stoke and uh, other teams. Uh, it couldn't do anything about the goals yesterday. Right? I mean, it, it got a strong hand to the second one, which took a wicked deflection. Yeah, I mean that's just uh, <laughs> that, that that that. I mean, wow. You think it was Josh Vickers' brother that were tweeting? Yeah, about? yeah. I think it was somebody related to Josh Vickers that said <laughs> that. Oh, that. That's probably. And I mean, let's be fair. Towards the back end of last season. We heard some utter moronic stupidity in yeah. terms of some of the comments, but that just that is right up there. That is top level, top level stupidity. 
man. If, if you are one of those people, I'm about to get in touch, but I don't. I don't. If, if you are, cricket's a really good game. You could watch that. <laughs> um, tennis, Rotherham Rugby Club are doing all right. You could you, maybe you could watch that. I, I don't know. Something else. Something. Something else. Yeah, I don't know. If you criticise Victor this season, it's same if you were criticising Vickers last season when Vickers went through insane performances. <laughs> I don't get it. Um, I think it's yeah. Anyway, I'm not. I don't need to de- defend Victor. His, his stats stick up for himself. Uh, I think um, yeah. Nicholas Skidmore says uh, he did very well to save the deflection because it was going through the way. Mm. Ian Colcuff agreed Burnley was a mistake, but a massive deflection yesterday did very well to say to uh, to save it. YouTube user, if we stay up, you can thank Victor, which I think is a very good point. Mm. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't let's move on from that because I don't know what else to say. Um, anything else you want to cover from the Norwich game, Mick? I feel like we've glossed over a lot of really good performances, but it was just a really, really good performance from us. Yeah, it was. It was, it was, it's just, it's, it's disappointing, isn't it? You know? It's disappointing. You look at the, the the quality that they've got in their side, and you know we we absolutely gave them a run for the money, and um, like we did uh, did against Burnley. You know, there's some quality players. Pookie is uh, another footballer. Um, it, it's what can you do? You know, and, and you know they make the substitutions, and they're bringing on players worth allegedly worth more than our flipping stadium. You know. Um, Apart you mean from, the pound shop Campwell? Uh, pound, pound shop Grealish, sorry. Pound shop, but Jack Grealish there, yeah. Spent more time messing with his hair than he did actually playing football, didn't he? <laughs> um, but but other than him, you know, they've got some, they've got some quality. They have some quality. Um, I thought Sergeant were good. Sergeant ran all day long. I was dead impressed with Sergeant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so, well, the the. That there was not a lot to choose between those two sides, in my view. I, I am biased, obviously. Uh, I'm going to be biased, but you know, you you wouldn't you wouldn't say that um, they were Premier League side and we were League One side last season. You wouldn't as, as a neutral. I wouldn't have thought anyway. Mm. Those close games against Norwich. They always really yeah, close yeah. Games, to be fair. Um, Ian Cole asked about what would we know of what Dean said after the game. Dean Smith said. No, to be honest with you, I try to avoid Dean Smith wherever possible. <laughs> um, I, mean, I have an irrational dislike of Dean Smith. I'm not sure, quite sure what it is, but I don't really like him. I said to you yesterday, Mick, he's my new Carl Robinson. I don't know why. Yeah. But I don't like yeah. him. There's just yeah. something about him. We'll see if he can get Lee Johnson in as, a, uh, as, mm. a, as an assistant, and then it'll be a perfect storm for you, won't it? Good. Yeah, yeah good. Dean Smith uh, and little Lee Johnson. <laughs> yeah. Um, John Ralph says a bit of depressing, isn't it? They had seven minutes injury time against Norwich, so they brought on Pookie, Campwell, and Arnold Hollanders. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah, this is yeah. what you're up against. And Birmingham have obviously got much better players than us, much better players than us, or certainly some sort of brilliant loanees as well. So, this is what we're all up against. But it is what it is. I mean, don't it get makes it, it makes it interesting, and and mm-hmm. you know. I mean, not wanting to go back if it were a level playing field, then uh, we'd all get a lot more out of it as well, wouldn't we? Yeah. What I, will, I will say is that the, those days and the whole game a few weeks ago, that's why we want to go back at Championship, to play these teams that have got exceptional players, but also to bring 2,000 fans, Phil's team, yeah. and a bucket load of noise. I mean, 
not a fan of them bringing their own drum, to be honest with you. No, I think that should have been uh, that should have been stamped on in car park. But yeah. other than that, massive shout out to to Norwich supporters. They were brilliant, mm. absolutely fantastic. So. Yeah. And we've we've played them all, all already at home, but I, I always think that Norwich are brilliant, Hull are generally brilliant, and Birmingham. Those three yeah, sets yeah. of fans are always brilliant when they come to New York. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Yeah, well done. Apparently, Dean Smith, according to Phil, uh, Phil Rawlings and Dean Smith, was refresh, were refreshingly the same. <laughs> we know we what know to expect. expect from Othmar Direct. God, I'm glad I didn't listen to Dean Smith. Yeah. I just well, liked him even more. How, did he watch the same game as us? Because. Anyway, let's move on. He's listening to what to expect because he's listening to Sky. <laughs> yeah. Nonsense. Absolute nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Right, let's move forward to um, to Tuesday night. First South Yorkshire derby, obviously meant to happen, I think 10th of September uh, after the Queen died, but obviously the games obviously got to, um, got postponed for obvious reasons. Let's do ref watch before we go any further, because I know <laughs> Mick will be happy about this. Um, the EFL put down, it's the same referee it was meant to be in the first place. That's the only thing I can think. It's Keith Stroud. Little uh, Keith Stroud is uh, um, a referee. Nothing's changed from when we last spoke to him. The stats of the same last time he refed us was when he refed his hometown club, uh, Bournemouth, against us, um, and they won. Surprise, surprise! Uh, he's a, been a championship referee for a very long time. He's been in the game eighteen years, so he's, he's highly experienced. Highly, highly experienced. Um, Trevor Kettle were in game a long time, I know, weren't he? Who was? Yeah. Um, and now Trevor Kettle's retired. Keith Stroud's taken up his mantle as being widely accepted as the worst referee amongst every uh, amongst the four four divisions. That's just how it is, isn't it? So, it is. um, oh, John Rell, we had Stroud recently, yeah. and he was very, very good. No, no, I'm not wearing that. <laughs> that, that, um, off game, that John, he, uh, <laughs> uh, we've lost the last six games that Keith Stroud has refereed. Yeah. Um, most famously is the 4-3 loss at Swansea, where that was... We've got a question here. Did the, did the referee win the crappiest referee of the season award? Keith Stroud would have won that uh, every season going, because that, that was that was the worst refereeing performance I think I've ever seen back down in South Wales. But we move on. Mm. So that was four years ago now. Let's move, try and move on. We can't. Um, recent record against Sheffield United is terrible. Longer record for even worse. <laughs> Why do you um, even bother with this? Because every time, every team, every team, uh, recent record is terrible. It is. So we've got one win in our last 13 games against Sheffield United. Uh, our last victory at Bramall Lane was in the night, was 1980. I think it was 80-81 season. I think I think they got relegated when we got promoted. I think that's why. Um, the last time we beat them in the second tier at Bramall Lane was 1959. Hey. Um, they're a good team. They're historically a very good team. That's 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 obviously the reason for these stats. Um, so let's see how it goes. Let's move on to uh, the injury list. <laughs> oh, if you weren't depressed while we were talking about the Norwich game, you're about to get even more depressed. The injury list: Georgie Kelly's hamstring out. Connor Washington's on his knee is very unlikely. Grant Hall very unlikely. Richard Wood is a, is a doubt. Shane Ferguson and Jamie McCart are major doubts, and so is Talaji Bola. By my reckoning, that leaves us with 14 players available. 
and there are six of those who are central midfielders. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, this is obviously an issue, um, Mick. I mean, I, it's just one of those things. The, the squad isn't big enough. We know that. If, yeah. we, if we're talking about Chio as a wing-back, that leaves us a sense with three strikers, having loaned out a striker to MK mm -hmm. Dons, who may have not played the minutes, but he would now if he was at the squad, Josh Cody. Um, yeah. We don't have enough players. and that, That's the bottom line, isn't it? I mean, the question is, what options do we have to recall? None. Um, uh, we we, we, we could recall DeRose and McGuckin, because they're non-league loans. Right. Um, I think Jake Cull is back at the club, actually. So Jake Cull is available. That is an option for us. Um, yeah. Hakeem Adolphin can play in there as well. We know that. Um, Cam Humphrey, uh, yeah, Cam Humphreys is probably going to be available. He's on the bench on Saturday. Uh, Wes Harding's in there as well. So it's not massive. I mean, it is massive. It is an issue. Penalty as well. Yeah, we're, it's, yeah. So it's looking like we're going to be, it's going to be a makeshift back three. However, if you think Peltier, Humphreys and, and Wes Harding, it's not that bad, is it? Let's be fair. No. You know, uh, Pelt's in the middle and, and the other two left and right. It, it's, it's still a, a strong, strong central defence. It's just whether Lee Peltier has the ability, whether he's willing or able to play in that central role. Um, I would argue with his experience, he probably is. Mm -hmm. um, but you, like you said we've got Jake Hull as well there who whilst he's very very inexperienced he's, he's more than capable of stepping in as in, as is Hakeem Adolphin so I, I, it's not a massive massive issue well it is but it, you know we've got we've got options we do have options is what I'm trying to say yeah yeah we do um, we're in we're injury away from it being a disaster that's we're sort of on the on the cusp of it being a real disaster yeah um yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I like you said the Dolphin. I think the Dolphin played all of pre-season as a centre half. I think yeah, he did most of yeah, it. Yeah. Um, not ideal against the one of the best teams in the division, the team who just beat top of the league five two. Yeah. I think at the weekend, um, poor Vincent Company didn't get the line or call this time, did he? Um, oh, that was funny. I mean, that was just karma, weren't it? That was just right. utter pure, a thing of utter beauty, <laughs> absolute. Beautiful thing to see. It almost it took it took a little bit of the the the, the disappointment off our game to be honest. Only a little yeah, yeah. bit, but yeah, yeah. Uh, John Morell says, "Pity you couldn't have played the fixture where it was called off at the start. That their injuries just sounds like most are back now. The problem is when we were meant to play Sheffield United was the time of the season where they had nailed it. They were the only team that had nailed their form. They then wanted a big dip." And they've just started to pick up again. They've now won the last three games in a row, having, I think they've got they've gone six without a win, and now they've gone three. <laughs> now they've won three in a row. They um, do, a, so they do a drop. The the a drop, yes, but if they match what their initial start to the season was, yeah, they're due, yeah. uh, due, due yeah. very another another very good performance. Um, Pamela UK on his prediction, he says three five two. He says Chio up top, Wiles behind him. He wants Barlas and Lindsay Rathbone in the middle, uh, Cuffy and Bramall. Remember, Bramall is back, which is key. Yeah, yeah. Um, and this is Harding, Harding, Peltier and Humphreys as a back three. There's, the problem with the back three, Mick, is there's no obvious centre, is there? If that sort no. of makes sense. There's no, no. Grant Hall is an obvious centre of the back three. There's no Richie Wood who is an obvious centre. Mm. I'm not sure I, tr 
I'm trust not the wrong way. I'm not sure Humphreys is a centre of a back three type player, and Wes yeah. certainly isn't. So no. that leaves Peltier, doesn't it? It does. It leaves Pelts or it leaves it leaves uh, Akeem Doffin or, or Jake Hull, but probably Peltier. I think being the most experienced uh, player that we've got in there would 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 slip right in. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure he's more than capable of playing that that role. And and for me, I, I know it's controversial, but when he when he came in on on uh, on Saturday for Hall, I'm far more comfortable seeing Lee Peltier with the ball at his feet than I am Grant Hall. Grant Hall, when he gets the ball at his feet. For me, looks nervous, I'm, I'm, and, and I feel nervous that the ball's not going to get reach its destination. Mm. Um, it probably does nine times out of ten, and, and it probably does nine times out of ten for Peltier as well. You know what I mean? It just yeah. it, it doesn't feel as comfortable on the ball for me at all as as Lee Peltier. But that, that I don't know. I might be wrong with that. It just just yeah. Mm. Um, bit of slot in. Yeah, in practice, it's a bit late to the party. Misses has hidden all the sharp objects. <laughs> yeah. Um, the problem with that with that lineup, as Power UK says, that I, that's probably where I would go with. To be honest with you, mm. um, the only change I would possibly make is Chio out wide. But with Bramwell and Norton Cuffey, that might not be the right way to go. Um, the problem is your that you your options are basically nil. You've got Tommy who can come on, who will come on, which is brilliant. That's fine. No issues with that. Uh, you think of Josh Vickers, he's available. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then based on that formation, you've got a Dauphin. Or if you know if you, if you put a Dauphin as a centre back, you've then got another defensive player to bring on. If everything as is is as it seems, we have absolutely no options off the bench. We've well, got one option from an attacking sense. Um it's very weird uh, that we're lacking in so many areas and do you, do you feel like Matt when Matt Taylor listen to Matt Taylor talk? About the squad size, mm. do you think there's a frustration there of the transfer business, or do you think it's just unhappy? It's just sort of, sort of talking out loud about the frustration. Scott, uh, Scott, I apologies, Nicholas Skidmore, Scott, I thank you very much. Scott, I should be available. Wasn't in the squad on the weekend though. Mm. Um, do you think there's anything in that? Are we, just, are we just reading too much into it? Do you think it's difficult to know, isn't it? It's difficult to know. I mean, Paul Warren, uh, Paul Warren, that's a quid. Quid. Uh, mark me down for a quid. Uh, <laughs> was was not happy with the squad size, was it, before he left? He wanted more players in. Um, so, yeah, it, it's clearly not big enough. However, the number of injuries that they've had in such a short space of time is, is unusual, um, I would argue. Um, and, and I've seen lots of people sort of putting it down to put it down to the fact that, you know, it was the previous regime's training methods and everything else. Well, I, I don't see how that's right because we didn't have this under the previous regime. You know what I mean? We didn't have, we have six seven players out. We had injuries and regular yeah. injuries, but not to, to the same degree at the same time. So um, I, I'm not I'm not convinced about that. It's a bit of a Tim Follett, um argument for me. Um, I, but, but the squad's clearly not big enough. Um but again, you, 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 on the flip side of that, we've played so many games in such a short space of time. As does every other club. I'm not. That's not a complaint. It's just a fact. Um, I'm sure other clubs, Sheffield United, as a perfect example, are suffering the same way in terms of injuries. They're getting theirs back. We're, we're now going into that same phase that they've just come out of. Uh, and I'm sure other clubs are finding the same. So, yeah, I'm sure he's frustrated. He's going to be, isn't he? It's going to be because you've lost... 
three or four players, five or six players to injury in a, in a very short space of time. It's going to be frustrating, but um, we definitely need some more depth. We definitely need some more players in there. Uh, there's, there's no doubt about it. So whether he's whether he's having a dig at anything with his comments, I don't. I, I, I don't know. You can. I'd be surprised. But yeah, he's just mentioned it a lot. That's all I thought. Mm. Um, yeah. Don't know. Yeah. Um, Jaron Sims thinks he's frustrated. I think he feels there's not enough rotation by the previous regime, possibly. Um, Nicholas Skidmore, I think a lot of teams in, in the same situation, the amount of games have been played due to the World Cup. We'll talk about that when the World when the when we break for the World Cup, we'll start talking about the World Cup a bit more and some more complaints. Um, John Morell says injuries injuries simply down to too many games in close proximity with no squad to rotate. Clubs like us without large squads in this period is always going to be tough. Yeah, 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 it is. Yeah, very frustrating. Um, it, but there's nothing they can do about it at this point. There's nothing they can do about it. I think with the hand he's been dealt, I think he's been very good. Um, and I suppose that's all we can ask for, isn't it, mate? You can't ask for much more than that, can you? No, you can't. And uh, listen, we can all see we can all see the development in the squad since since the change of manager. You know, it was good before for me. Performances were, were good. Um, and there have been some really good performances previously, but there's been some excellent performances since. You know, it, they have stepped up. Um, and, and once we can get get into the world, get into the World Cup and get get rid of, you know, get get a four-week four break, I, I think we'll be all right. I think we'll be all right. Yeah. Um, Juju says, can we have emergency loans? No, you can have goalkeeping emergency loans. So if Victor and Josh Vickers got injured... We could then dip into the goalkeeping market. Other than that, no. Um, there may be exceptional. You know, if we if ten players get injured, we had three players available. There may be something then, but then you're limited on your, your loan players anyway. You can only have five in the squad as it is. So I don't think there's anything. Um, there's certainly nothing at the minute. I don't think there's anything. Even if you got worse, I don't think there's anything we could do with that. Jordan says we could go after freebies. Yeah, I think the free window is still open. That, that that closes at some point as well. That's not open indefinitely as far as I'm aware. Um, not to wait and see about that one. Paul Brock says, Wiles, it could play up front as a partner in striker. Things have things go. It may be an option, perhaps. He's almost playing that way at the minute anyway, isn't he? Um, a little bit. Um, yeah, he's playing in that number 10, isn't he? He's, he's, he's kind of playing the number 10 role. And uh, I think that suits him, to be honest. It was always going to take him time, I suppose, to, to play that role. It's not an easy... It's, di it's different to being a central midfielder, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's always going to take a bit of time. Um, we'll finish on Ian Bradley with Matt Taylor's comments about an unconscious bias from refereeing decisions. We're going to finish on the referees. Uh, Ian Bradley says he thinks it's very, very conscious. I don't know. I'm surprised he said it for a start. Um, I wonder if he's trying to build a bit of a siege mentality, Matt Taylor. Because with the injuries and everything else, everything going against us, why not? You know, the best managers in the world have used that, uh, used that as a tactic, and I don't necessarily mind it. it you look, you look at the atmosphere towards the end of the guy. I know, it, I know, it, I know it boiled over massively about by the incidents that we've talked about, but it just galvanizes everybody. It just gives everybody a, a cause to fight. We're all in this together, type thing. Do you think that's what it is, or do you just do you think it's being genuine? No, I think that's what it is. I think that's precisely what it is. Um, I don't think you can. I genuinely don't believe that there's any intentional bias from any any official. I, I genuinely don't believe that. 
um, because then you're into the realms of match fixing, aren't you? Yeah, you know, you literally are, uh, and and I don't believe that that's the case, not at all. Um, do I think uh, my 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 view is it's a it's a it's a question of competence. Um, it's a question of competence, which feeds into confidence, which feeds into be, being being allowing yourself to be influenced by by the crowd and by t- the teams that are playing. Um, I don't think there's any intentional bias against any any team. I genuinely don't. Um, but but when you if if you look at whatever it is you whatever it is you do, if you're not competent enough to do it, you're going to lack confidence in doing it. Yeah. And if they've then got somebody screaming in your face to tell you telling you that you've done it wrong, then you ask. That's the point at which you start to question yourself, second guess yourself, and you start to be influenced. And 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 I suspect it, that's what it is, in my view, anyway. But I would never. I I have absolutely no doubt whatsoever that there's that it, when it comes to actual the integrity of match, match officials, there, there is no bias. There is none. Um, I, I genuinely don't believe, not consciously, but the, there are other things that just that impact performance that could that could be construed that way, particularly when you're a club like Rotherham United and we've got our inferiority complex that we've had for years and I'm quite proud of it, to be honest. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, we're a little club. We know who we are. We know what we are. Um, but but no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not wearing the conscious, any sort of conscious attempt to 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 keep us out of this division. I, I know it feels like that, but it's just it's just easy to what what we always what we always do as people is to try and make sense of stuff. Yeah, and that makes. A sense to it, you know, it just fits what we want it to do. It's a motivator. Yeah, yeah. it's a motivator. It's a motivator for supporters. It's a motivator for players. And Steve Evans were a master at it. Absolutely. You know, they don't want us. They don't like us. Blah de blah. You know, it's absolute nonsense. But but circumstances can be can be made to fit that narrative, and it makes you feel. It, it gives you that boost as a player, as a as a crowd. Um, we all felt so, it on Saturday, didn't we? We, we all felt yeah, that we surge of adrenaline yeah. and getting behind we've, your team a bit extra and everything. Listen, else. We, we, we've seen it so many times where uh, a, a few decisions go against you in a game, and the crowd that that absolutely motivates the crowd, and it gets it gets the crowd up, and it gets that which in turn gets the team up, and it you know you end up coming from one 0 down to win three one because because referees made a made a daft decision and got the crowd on your back. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, that's what happens, and I think that's where yeah, Matt Taylor's coming from, for me anyway. Yeah, agreed. Um, <laughs> Bradley rightly asked, right, it says, we've never needed a mid-season break more. Um, give Matt Taylor the yeah. players time to get his ideas across to three games a week. The flight out to Cyprus, apparently, Paul Davis has reported. Um, I think maybe the first time ever, Rodham United have had a warm-weather training camp in, in, the, in, the, in the season. I think that's a great idea, to be honest with you. I think that's really, really good. Get the players away. I'm not sure their families will think so. Um, but I think it's a really good idea. Get away, get to know Matt Taylor. Matt Taylor gets to know them. Um, it could be an absolute um, wonderstroke, hopefully. Uh, Jamie asks, will Ben be making a make return to the podcast? Who knows, to be honest with I think, you. Um, he's, he's a busy bunny. Yeah, he's, um, he's currently... Uh, at Loughborough University uh, with his NFL Academy 
work and he's trying to minimize his social media um social media i don't want to use the word footprint because people use it at work and i just want to make them want to punch him um but he's 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 got he's trying to get himself a scholarship to an american university into so his, uh, his his social media he just wants to be about his football that football that daft football rather than football. real football um, so I don't know whether he'll be with us. He may, he may turn up. You never know. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. He, he won't. He's in Berlin a weekend, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He can't even be. He can't even bother to go Luton. He wants to go to Berlin to play football, American football instead. It's just not right, is it? No. No. Uh, Paul Brock says the type of trip was booked by the previous management team. Apparently, yeah. Good. Mm. Makes perfect sense to me. Um, predictions, Nick. Predictions for Tuesday night going to be oh. a tough old night, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. It we, we, I can't. I, I, I just can't see us coming out of there with a point. I just can't. I'd love to. I, I really would love to. Um, but I, I think I think we're going to lose. Um, I'll, go, I'll go to one defeat. Sorry. No, as I am uh, leaning the same way, I will go 3-1. They seem to have a goal in them, don't they? Not put five past Burnley. Yeah. Uh, so they've got a goal in them. 3-1 loss. We will get Danny's prediction at some point. I will find out from him where they are uh, when, when we speak to him. Sorry, he's at a family event tonight. Uh, Ian Colk, of course, positive, which is what we like to see. He says one Yes, well done, Ian. Like it. Phil Oxley, less so. He goes 3-1. <laughs> Um, Jerry and Simpson says 1 1, keeping the faith. <laughs> um, Ian Bradley says 4 0 to the Blades. Uh, Powerman UK says 2 2. John C says a clean sheet, please. Yeah, we are due a clean sheet. Yeah, we are. Um, yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, yeah, second penultimate game before the World Cup break, before we get a four week break for the World Cup. Um, I don't know exactly what we're going to do from podcast point for the view for the World Cup. We will be talking about sort of. As much as we possibly can do without through gritted teeth, um, but that'll be that's next yeah, week's problem. That's next week's problem. Uh, yeah, Kim here with two 0 to the Blades. Paul Brock says one 0 to the Millers, but mine says two 0 loss. Uh, Jarrison says we need this break. Yes, we do. Lewis Lynch finishes with two two. Uh, there we go. That's it. Thank you, everybody. Uh, we did, I hope we didn't go about referee too much. Uh, I know some people don't like it. But sometimes we've got to talk about things we don't like talking about. But there we go. We will be back on Tuesday evening through the Twitter space. We'll do a post-match Twitter space um, where we hopefully will be talking about a win or at least a point. That would be lovely. But that's me being positive. That will be around 10 o'clock whenever the game finishes up shortly after on Tuesday. We will then be back on Thursday evening live on the YouTube channel. Um, of Friday morning if you choose to do, listen to the audio podcast on iTunes, Spotify or wherever else that may be as we look ahead to the final game before the World Cup yay um, <laughs> Mick it's been a pleasure it's just been like the old days just me and the aren't it? oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah we, we should sack the other two <laughs> <laughs> don't need them um, yeah thank you everybody thank you Mick thank you for listening please subscribe and all that jazz uh, and we'll see you next time thank you very much What's got around the back? And Richie Wood has done it again! The magic man has come up with another trick! Well, here's a chance to seal it! It's done! It's Georgie Kerry!
Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.